Hey guys, welcome back to the American Soccer Dream, and thanks for tuning in to episode 4. Today we'll be going over player performances and their club performances, as well as taking a look at upcoming important club matches. Yesterday we went over some important international information, so be sure to check out that episode if you want to know more about that. We're going to be going from back to front for the players, that is, goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, and attackers. Now, we'll only be going over a select few. I'd say it's about a dozen players. We're not going to be looking at all of them, because that would probably take about 25 minutes, and I'm only allowed 15. Now... First up, we have Zach Steffen for Manchester City, which won the Premier League, and they're in the Champions League final tomorrow, May 29th. And of course, since they won the Premier League, they're definitely in the Champions League next year. DeAndre Yedlin, playing for Galatasaray in Turkey, barely misses the Super League title by one point of goal difference. That's right, one point of goal difference. So that's kind of unfortunate. I can only imagine what their reactions were. Now, Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson, both playing for Fulham in the Premier League, sadly got relegated in 18th place. So they're playing in the championship next year. But hopefully... They'll, well, next season, but hopefully they'll be coming back. Mark McKenzie, playing for Genk, wins the Belgian Cup. So that's not a super big club, but I guess in Belgium it could be. Julian Green, playing for Groetefurt, who played in the Zwei Bundesliga this season, have been promoted to the just... Bundesliga, after finishing in second place in their league. So that's exciting. And Weston McKinney and Juventus win the Coppa Italia, but surprisingly, they only managed a fourth-place finish in Serie A. And Tyler Adams for RB Leipzig surprisingly comes second in the Bundesliga and in the DFB Pokal losing the Bundesliga to Bayern Munich and the DFB Pokal to Borussia Dortmund, who I think everyone at the beginning of the season once again expected to come second. Now that Julian Green going back to the Bundesliga, going into the Bundesliga is sadly cancelled out by Joss Sargent and Werder Bremen's relegation to the Zwei Bundesliga after 40 years in the top flight. Well, not Josh Sargent. Werder Bremen's been playing in the Bundesliga for 40 years. <laughs> now, on to probably the most surprising finish of this entire list. Tim Weah, playing for Lille in France. His team took a huge upset and overcame PSG, Lyon, 
and A.S. Monaco, who I presume were the second, third, and fourth finishers, and win Ligue 1. It sounds weird. It sounds so weird to say that. Uh, But yeah, they won the French First Division. That's a better name. Um, So that's probably the most surprising finish, probably worldwide even. Now on to some very unsurprising results. We move on to Brendan Aronson playing for RB Salzburg or Red Bulls Salzburg, which you might know as Erling Haaland's second club before he joined Borussia Dortmund. They, no surprise, won the Austrian Bundesliga and the Austrian Cup. I guess you could say they're like the Bayern of Austria. Now, Jordan Sebacu, I don't really know how that's pronounced, I'm just guessing on that, who plays for BSC Young Boys in the Swiss Super League. There's not really any other contention there. And we're moving on to Christian Pulisic, whose Chelsea team went down from third, I believe, on match day 37 to fourth. They got leapfrogged by Liverpool, but they did manage to stay in the top four, which means they get Champions League next year. I mean, even if they win in fifth place, if they win the final tomorrow, they were going in anyways. Now, special mention, since we're talking about Chelsea, Matt Miazga, currently on loan to Anderlecht, but who knows, he could get recalled from loan. I mean, it's too late now for him to play in the Champions League final, but who knows, he could be playing for Chelsea next season. Now let's move on to the Champions League final taking place Saturday, May 29th in Porto, Portugal. All right, well, after that little break, if you wanted to, you know, go take a walk or go to the bathroom or whatever, let's continue on the UEFA Champions League final. Well, let's see. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. I mean, Manchester City have never been in the Champions League final. Chelsea have been it twice, and they won one of them. The other one was sadly lost on penalties. Um, In a moment... I don't think a lot of Chelsea fans would like to remember. Um, Of course, it's going to be held in Lisbon instead of Istanbul because Turkey was placed on the no-go list, I guess you could call it, for COVID. I mean... It's hard to say who will win because... Of course, Manchester City have won the Premier League, but I think Chelsea have actually won most of their head-to-head games. Now, of course, I feel 
that Manchester City had some easier opponents in the road to the final. Like, this is their route. In Group C, they have Porto, Olympiacos, and Marseille. And then in the knockout phase, they had Borussia Mönchengladbach, Borussia Dortmund, and PSG. Now, Chelsea, in their group, they had Sevilla, Krasnodar, and Ron. Now, I feel like they both went into groups where they knew they were going to go through. For Group C, it was pretty much obvious that it was going to be Manchester City and Porto, and in Group E, Chelsea and Sevilla. And that's what happened. But I do think that Sevilla would have been a harder opponent. And in the Naco Sages, they had Atletico Madrid, who won La Liga, Porto, and Real Madrid who've, I think, won the UEFA Champions League and its predecessor more times than any other club. So I think they had the harder run. I mean, I know I'm a Chelsea fan, so of course I'm going to be biased. But there's nothing I can really do about that. Now, I don't think squads have been released yet, but it's likely that we're going to have... Pretty much what we saw in their last Premier League games. Maybe a couple of players switched. Like, I don't remember if Kepa played against Aston Villa. If he did, I would not put him in. Because you know Kepa is bad luck. And, you know, we all want Chelsea to win. Because Christian Pulisic... You know, I can't alter between saying Pulisic and Pulisic. Either way is fine. Um, just don't get bothered by that. And of course, Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen isn't, like, he's got a half of a percent chance to play. And that's like if Ederson gets injured in-game. Because right now, while I'm recording this, it's the day before. And everyone's fit, everyone's fine. So unless there's some sort of accident before the match, where he gets injured during the match, Zach Steffen is not going to play. And even if it happens during the match, there's no guarantee that he'll be able to come on. It could be um, that they've used all their substitutions. I mean, it's very, very unlikely that he'll get injured, like, right at the end of the game. But who knows? It could happen. Now, Pulisic, he has a really good chance of becoming the first American player to actually play in a Champions League final. Other players have been in it, but they didn't play. And he'll be the first outfield player, I believe, to participate in it, even if he doesn't come on. Now, it's very, 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 very unlikely he won't play, because he just has that offensive spark and that creativity. Like, some people have compared him to Aiden Hazard, and I think that's a fair comparison. Because he is a really good left winger. He still has potential left. It could be a little bit. It could be 
a lot, but it, he certainly has some potential left. And, you know, Chelsea aren't really playing the formation, well, at least in their past few games, that really uses that left winger. So he's been playing more as like a left or right, or I guess you could also say center attacking midfielder. Um, but of course, he has gone and scored goals. He scored against Real Madrid. And I guess you could say he's, well, ever since he recovered from his injury and the international break back in March, he's been in really good form. Now, sadly, he's going to miss um, the friendly against Switzerland. Hopefully, he won't miss the Nations League games. If he does, and Zach Steffen does as well, that could be pretty bad for us. But we know that him and Steffen are going to miss the friendly against Switzerland. I mean, it's not that important. It's just what I like to call a warm-up friendly, where they play a friendly before a, well, a competition. Like, I know a lot of clubs do that before they have the season, they're called preseason friendlies, and it's a way to warm up your players or have some trials. And, you know, that's what they're doing because they've brought on, I think, three new players they've called up for that game. And, you know, hopefully nothing happens. Hopefully he doesn't get injured because if he does, that could derail our entire plan, well, I guess you say, you could say plans, you know, I think I've talked about him a bit, um, let's take some quick notes about Zach Steffen, um, he's the third player, well, tied for second, um, to be, well, the tied second American player to play, well, feature somewhat in a Champions League final. Like I said, he's probably not going to play, but who knows? And I think that could be a pretty big morale boost. And I think both of them are going to get their form up. Because, you know, it's a big match. They've been training well. And, you know, that's going to be important for the international games. So... That's all I have to say for today. Let's give good luck to Chelsea, if you want, Man City, if you want, for the Champions League final, which you can watch on CBS, Paramount+, Plus, Univision Deportes, and a couple of other places. And hopefully you won't miss that, because it's going to be an exciting game. And I'll see you all next time.